You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It's 6.32, you're tuning into the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. I'm your host, Jimmy Moyaha, and we move on from wealthy to worried. That is how the IMF uh, feels about South Africa's growth prospects for 2024. They revised our growth outlook uh, for the year down from 1.8% down to just 1% uh, for 2024. And they also revised down what they think we achieved in 2023 from 0.9% down to 0.6%. I'm joined on the line by uh, Rand Merchant Bank's economist, uh, Siobhan Redford, to take a look at this. Good evening, Siobhan. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time. Uh, The revised forecast is now only 1%. Hardly surprising there, but what did the IMF cite as the reasons for that? Um, It made it very clear that they are concerned about increasing logistical constraints. um, And really, this comes down to concerns about what's happening, particularly with our ports and our freight rail in the country. Siobhan, do you think this revision would influence the Saab's views? So, uh, the South African Reserve Bank has us at about 1.1 to 1.2% growth outlook. Uh, they're always the the optimistic ones uh, in terms of these reports. Um, and I wonder, do you think this revision down would then uh, have them thinking, hang on, maybe we should also look at this? Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, you know, these all are based on various models and models do come with their shortfalls, right? They mm. they make assumptions. And so the assumptions made by the IMF in a, a larger scale model might simplify things that perhaps we have put a little bit more nuance on and vice versa. They might have more nuance on the kind of global economic activity relative to perhaps what has gone into the Saab. So I, do, I don't think that we're necessarily looking at a situation where it is going to have a large influence on the, you know, on the SARP and its forecast, but rather will be something that they will, you know, take into account that there is quite a, a bearish account. That said, um, the IMF's revision, and I think this is important to bear in mind, uh, at 1% now for this, this year is much closer to your Bloomberg consensus forecast for the year of 1.3% than it was before. So analysts have had quite a low, low outlook for the year. We we are expecting 1.2%. So so this IMF revision actually just brings it a lot closer to what a lot of analysts have been expecting for a while. Siobhan, now some of the factors obviously cited uh, were around the uh power insecurity or the electricity insecurity situation, uh, but also the logistics uh, side of our uh, troubles in South Africa. And to that, if we have a look at the performance of uh, RBCT, for example, uh, last year, we saw the lowest coal exports out of RBCT since 1992 uh, in last year's figures. Do you think that the budget speech that's coming up in February is a unique opportunity for government to uh, put in place measures to improve these outlook numbers that are being forecast at the moment? And if so, what measures are you thinking are realistic, uh, given the the situation that we find ourselves in? Um, It is definitely an opportunity. Uh, You know, I think that it is one of those times where they manage to tell us where they're planning on putting their money. So definitely is a place to say we've created space in the fiscus for this particular expenditure because we know it is so important for the economy. That said, as you say, we are facing a very difficult kind of, um, you you know, kind of uh, situation. We know that revenue collection is going down. Um, You know, 
and while employment has been improving, uh, the commodity super cycle or, or like price uh, windfall that we saw for two years before before 2023 has now ended, and and it's not expected to do better. So so we're not going to get massive increases in company income tax uh, collection, and so this is going to make it more difficult because. There are so many areas which are asking for money from the fiscus, but we ultimately need to prioritize and it's got to be a priority to make um, the, the the country more operational to so ensure our infrastructure is working to enable further private sector investment because if we get that that will create more jobs you know so it really is it's, it's going to be very difficult and it is worth bearing in mind we are in an election year so some of these decisions might not necessarily be popular but in the long run they are going to be far more fruitful. Mm. Siobhan, now we're not the only ones in an election year and we're also not the only ones that the IMF has uh, looked at their growth forecasts for. How are we ranking uh, when compared to our peers? Uh, do we have other emerging market forecasts? I think when I had a look at uh, the IMF's uh, report, they said that we uh, there were only about six countries uh, within the emerging markets uh, classification that were uh, considered to be worse or that might perform worse than us in this year. Yeah, so the downgrade to economic activity um, did not happen broadly in the world economic outlook. And that is reflected in the fact that they do see growth for the the, the world being slightly higher than they had projected in October. But that said, we are we are not alone in having a, a downgrade. Um, I think one of the, the most significant downgrades is for Argentina, which um, is undergoing um, a bit of a regime change. They had elections. They have a new president. And he is looking to, to try and kind of fix some of the structural issues in the economy, including their fiscus. And this does mean short-term pain uh, to basically effectively see longer-term gains. So, it, you know, kind of these trade-offs that we, 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 we often speak about. And so where they where, where, where they were expected to grow uh, in 2024 uh, the, the the IMF has actually revised their growth down by 5.6 uh, yeah, 5.6 percentage points. So it's, it's quite a lot. And so they're now expected to uh, contract by 2.8% this year. So that is a really big um, um, move. I think I think South Africa probably is one of the, the, the worst um, in terms of your emerging markets. Saudi Arabia has had a decline due to the fact that you are um, seeing lower oil oil production. So oil production costs are expected to continue uh, into 2024, and that is going to mean lower productivity in Saudi Arabia. But um, generally, we are amongst kind of the, the worst in terms of the revisions, because much of the a lot of the revisions and a lot of the, the, the kind of discussion, particularly for large countries like China and America, were actually to the upside, given better than expected outcomes in 2023. I wonder how much of that uh, Argentina revision was as a result of uh, them electing to not join uh, the BRICS block and what uh, the market priced in there. Uh, Siobhan, if we look at some of the uh, comments made by the IMF, they said that inflation battle is still very uh, prevalent within markets as countries need to normalize and stabilize their inflation, uh, despite the fact that we've got it all under control. We've all seen that... 
I think the general consensus is that inflation has peaked around the world, but it's not about the peak. It's about getting it back to previous levels and manageable levels. And that uh, the IMF has still said that countries will be battling with. Uh, do you think that in light of this and what we now know about uh, Argentina having gone through that regime change, that things like an, uh, the election uncertainty this year might affect uh other growth forecasts or other growth performances for other countries. I know South Africa, uh, the US, the UK and a myriad of other countries are going through elections as well. Do you think that some of the elections might have a bearing on the economic performances? Absolutely. Um, there, you know, th- this is going to heighten uncertainty for markets this year, uh, given the myriad of elections that we are seeing across the globe. I, I think um, where where the status quo is expected to continue, you know, you should see kind of business as normal, perhaps with an, a little bit of extra volatility around elections and the announcement of results. But where there is a, po- a, a strong possibility of regime change, you could see a little bit more volatility and quite a bit more uncertainty until results are announced and then, you know, further kind of uh, directionality change and economic, um, you know, forecast changes as a result of a regime change. But, you know, these things are are difficult to tell. Um, it, it is... Um, you know, you've kind of got to choose a base case, and and I think that that is what you've you've seen with with the uh, with, with the IMF. They've chosen um, kind of a status quo, a certain level of stability, or even if there is some change, that it's not necessarily completely very dramatic. We've got to bear in mind, Argentina has been on an IMF program for a very long time. They have suffered some incredible um, economic challenges uh, even before the pandemic hits. So whilst the short-term change is going to show some pain for the economy, it probably is going to lead to long-term positive outcomes. Well, we'll keep an eye on these and uh, other stories as they uh, unfold. And hopefully we can actually get to the 1% uh, target or the 1.2% that you have at RMB, at least. That would be better than the 1% that we have uh, just received from the IMF. But we'll leave it at that, uh, Siobhan. That's Siobhan Redford, who's an economist at Rand Merchant Bank, sharing her thoughts and insights on the latest revision from the IMF that's revised South Africa's growth outlook and forecasts down for 2024, uh, down from 1.8% down to 1%. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.